Hey, welcome everybody to the latest edition of the Trust Me, I'm a Lawyer podcast. My name is Spencer Ehrenfeld and with me as always live from the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University is my co-host and our executive producer, Nori, the kosher Kanye Ehrenfeld. Nori, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. Thank you, Dad, for having me back on the podcast. Well, I literally couldn't do it without you, Nori, and uh, it's good to see you. Um, I'm glad that you were able to fit us in between classes, the Florida Gulf Coast University Running Club, your uh, role and responsibility as a senator on campus, and as an aspiring professional music producer. So I'm really thrilled that you were able to get all this done. I'm really proud of you. And I think as a aspiring young entrepreneur, you're gonna be particularly impressed with the very, very special guest that we have with us here today. This is one of the most extraordinary human beings I have ever had the privilege of meeting. This guy is not just a great guy, he's actually turned out to be one hell of a lawyer. Why don't you tell everybody who our guest is? Today, we have the privilege of having a conversation with Corel Suarez, who's a longtime friend, as well as a somewhat new lawyer from a uh, graduate of FIU in 2016, and is going to talk with us about international law, which is one of his practice areas, and just have a great conversation and learn about him. Fantastic. Welcome to the podcast, Corel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I really am uh, looking forward to it. Uh, it's a really exciting moment to have everyone here together. Well, no one's more excited than I am. And, and I think what better way to set the stage of, of your story than to start at your very humble beginnings. And if you could share with us where you started from and how you ended up where you are today. All right, so I am actually Cuban. I actually was born in Cuba. I went to law school my first year, University of Havana in Cuba. And then one day I actually, um, as a crazy moment, decided I told my mom, I wanna become an attorney, but I wanna become an attorney in the United States. My mom said, that's a great idea you have, but we don't have anybody in the United States. So how are we gonna do this? I said, mom, just get me to the United States and I'll, I'll figure out. So I actually flew to Mexico, crossed the border, and I started living here with friends of my family for a year. They later on became my godparents. So for a year, I actually was working, at, at the beginning I was working as a valet parking, a food runner, a server at a restaurant on the Gables. The name of the restaurant at that time was called Porfin, and now it's Buya. Um, then during the time that I was working as a server, I was going to uh, undergrad, and then finally, after six, seven years working as a server and all these different positions at the restaurant, I decided to join uh, and go to law school. But then during that time that I'm a server and I love that, you know, the story because it's so crazy how we are back here now. During that time that I was a server, um, what I like about that restaurant, that location in the Gables is that you had a lot of different attorneys that will come to the restaurant, right? And then you will serve them. And in my idea, I always, you know, I always like, liked the opportunity to serve as an attorney so that I could talk to him, learn about those things. Because again, I came here without speaking any English. I didn't have any family. And of course, I wanted to become an attorney, but it was something kind of like, you know, at that moment, kind of like difficult to think that I was going to be able to achieve. Uh, because, you know, when I was with servers, they would ask me, what do you want to do? And I would not speak English. I would say, I want to be an attorney. And they were like, oh yeah, I want to be an astronaut. 
you know, so it was something, you know, kind of like at that moment, I mean, it's not an engineer that maybe you know how to do things and you can not have to, you know, speak English that much or have the use of the language that much, but it was, you know, a different career. So, but during that time in the restaurant, I actually meet different attorneys. And one of the attorneys that I meet is actually Aaron Fell. And the, but the funny thing, and that's why I remember so much about him, is that he used to love this tuna tartare that we had at the restaurant, but he used to love it in a specific way. He didn't want that little small plate that it would come. He wanted like the big plate just to like spread out all the tuna over the plate. So I, you know, always had that relationship with him. I would always bring it already before he would ask for it. And then there was one time during the time of the restaurant that he goes, uh, hey, why don't you come to, my, you know, I, I mean, he learned that I wanted to become an attorney and all this. Why don't you become to my office? So I go to his office one day and he sees me on his desk and all of a sudden he goes, I, he's talking with someone like this on the phone and he goes, I, hey, I'm talking with my IT, my IT guy. Can you just handle this? And then he leaves and I'm like, there, you know, I'm a server. Like I'm not even in law school. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, but whatever, you know, that I, I like that, you know, that he always so upfront and so like, you know, hands on with me. So that was the time at the restaurant. Then finally I stayed the Elsa, uh, decided to go to law school. Uh, and then in 10 years that I have, you know, got here from the, from Cuba, I finally became an attorney. It's absolutely amazing. amazing. And, I, and I, I am so honored that you incorporate me and your story for whatever small and incidental role I played in your success. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Um, I can tell you a lot of people, Carell, that had the Spencer Ehrenfeld experience while they were thinking about becoming a lawyer, decided not to become a lawyer after <laughs> spending time with me. So You know, one thing, one thing that you actually helped me a lot, uh, and it was that book, that book, Making It Your Own. Uh, it's funny because now I actually, I decided to open my own firm. But during that time, that book really helped me and the networking portion, the networking portion of that book. And there's th things that I remember from that book. For example, you gotta do your business cards that is different from anybody else's business cards that it has something different that is bigger. I remember yours, it was like this big card that you cannot even fit anywhere, but you know, it was different from any other cars. I remember you, you know, in the book talking about uh, in the coffee shop, kind of like, you know, having the first interviews with your clients. And that's what I'm actually doing right now. I'm actually, you know, I don't have an office. I'm actually here, you know, working from home right now. And all my meetings during the day are in coffee shops or restaurants or the client's office. So I learned a lot from the book that it's funny because if I don't think about it, I don't remember that it was from the book, but I do it instantly, you know, so... Well, I'm sure you could write the sequel to the book because you've taken my ideas and taken them to the next level and beyond. So <laughs> let's talk for a second. One of the many things you were able to accomplish that I never did is you actually got a law firm to hire you out of law school. When you graduated, you worked for one of the most well-respected firms in the country. Um, what was that experience like for you? So, uh, like I said, during my law school time, I said, you know, I'm going to focus on my grades, but I definitely going to focus in my network, right? I don't have a family member that is an attorney. I didn't have any family member at all, but I didn't have anyone that I know that would put me you know, in contact with this guy. So I said, listen, this is my goal. I need to meet everyone. I mean, when I meet everyone, the president of the Florida bar, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Florida, every judge in town, I need to meet everyone. So that helped me to put myself in different positions, you know, along different people that they like the different, you know, internships that I was doing and kind of like, that's also what I did in law school. I wanted to become 
a wall around a trainee, right? I did an internship with a judge, a federal judge. I did an internship in Congress for a congresswoman. I actually did an internship at the U.S. Attorney's Office, Narcotics Division. I interned for MDO Partners, which is a boutique, uh, uh, you know, compliance law firm. So I kind of like did a little bit of everything because I really didn't know during law school what I wanted to do. And I also, in my perspective, uh, I mean, whenever I want to hire someone, I want to hire someone that really knows a little bit about different things, different aspects. So I guess that's what held me uh, when I was deciding to go into, you know, uh, into my practice, I was able to get a, a, you know, a job at a firm right out of law school, which I, you know, it, it was really, really hard. And, and again, I think it was my grace, but it was also the fact that I had those great contacts. Uh, also the fact that during that time, uh, the relationship between United States and Cuba was starting to begin. I started helping U.S. companies. I wanted to go invest in Cuba on my own. I created a good relationship with the Cuban embassy, great contacts in Cuba, and kind of like that pushed me into that firm and say, listen, not only that I know people, it's like, this is what I have, this is what I have done. And that kind of like helped me, you know, they were like, well, but you just graduated. How do you have all these contacts that I, you know, that's what I did in law school, you know, besides my grade. And what's so amazing about this, Carol, and, and let me just point something out to you, Nori, and to our listeners. I have always preached the importance of networking. Whether you're a lawyer, a doctor, a sushi maker, or a music producer, the more people you know, the more opportunities you have. Everyone that you meet is an opportunity either to help you or you help them. Correct. And you help them, they help you. It's just, it's a great, great fundamental key to success, I think. But well, now, you know, wait, just to touch that point, yeah. if you find me, I was in my third date of law school. And then I remember I started Wednesday on my on law school and you invited for Friday for that training breakfast club. My third day of law school at six in the morning. And I was like, oh my God, you know, did I really want to go it's so early and this and that? I mean, what am I going to get right now? I don't even need a job right now. I just started law school. And that led me, you know, to say, listen, you know, you got to go. You always have to be out there, whatever. Let's go. At that uh, attorney breakfast club that's how I actually met Richard Montezioca, the right. you know the manager and partner of NDO Partners and that led me to then have a job at his you know later on as a law clerk so again you never know who you meet you never know what's going to happen and that's why you got to always put yourself out there you know but Carell a lot of it is you because I have met hundreds of young lawyers and law students who I've invited to the attorney breakfast club for instance they are too busy on a Friday morning to go. And uh, um, so are, are too busy to come to my office or too busy to go to a depot or whatever it is that I'm doing or lawyers to the rescue. And you see the opportunity right. and then you are able to maximize that opportunity. Yeah. That's the difference with you is you see it, you take it and then you maximize it better than anyone I've ever met. Yeah, I think so anyone who does it the way you do it. I think, I think, for example, like when you go to a networking event, it's not only about the networking part. That's just like 20% of what you do. The 80% and the part that really is the one that you can say, listen, you know, that was a productive event is the after part, you know, the follow up, the sending an email saying, hey, you know, let's touch base, you know, one day for coffee. And you don't even know what you're going to talk at that meeting, right? You're going to that meeting. You're like, people ask you, so what are you going to talk with that attorney that you just met two days ago? I'm like, I don't know, something will come out, you know? So, and again, I always do things not expecting anything in return right away, right? I don't expect anything in return right away. I just meet people and something might happen in the future, something might not. They might become my bosses or my friends. I don't, I don't know, you know? So it's not always about 
what I'm actually trying to achieve from going to that specific meeting is always saying something is going to happen. We never know, but it might happen, you know? So that's great. So fast forward to today, you're no longer with that law firm. Instead, you decided to open up your own law firm. Tell everybody about why and where and what you're doing so we can get in touch with you. So I actually decided uh, during the pandemic, I was a lot of time at home. I was, you know, kind of like busy, but at the same time, I saw myself that I was able to manage and really manage the office, manage the time, manage uh, the expectations of the clients. And I realized, man, I think I can, I can do this. I think I can do this on my own. And the reason that I actually call my firm uh, the legal team, that's the name of my firm, is that I would love to become the legal team for the different companies that I represent, right? I want to be able to be that person that they call on two in the morning at three in the morning because they have an issue either with a corporation or a personal issue. I want to be part of their success, right? I want to be able to go with them uh, for the next 30 years being their attorney, right? Being someone that not only do what I can do for them, the service that I provide, but also that I can help them to get an attorney that does personal injury, an attorney that does family law, you know, that I want to be that right hand on the legal side for all these companies. So that's why, you know, the idea of the name, the legal team, I want to be able to think that, you know, I guess back in the days, attorneys and doctors they were part of the family, right? There were someone that would invite for dinner at events that you have then as that's what I want to be. I want to be that person to then. I don't want to be a guy that is charging every single second because we talk on the phone because I send you a text message. I want to charge you when I do the work, right? But when we're having a conversation that I might give you some legal advice in that conversation, I might give you some recommendations. I'm not going to charge you for every two minutes that we, you know, discuss on the phone. That's, that's not me. And that's, I guess, why I also went away from big firms. I want to be able to have that personal touch, that personal relationship with the, with the client. So what I do, so what I do, and that's why uh, some of the practice that I trying to focus with the, with the company is mostly international law. I want to be able to help companies that want to do business with a Panamanian company, with a company in Dominican Republic, with a company in Chile. So what I created is that I created a, a group of different firms that are really important in those countries that they help me whenever we have a contract that needs to be drafted under Chilean law. So I help my client to be connected with that law firm or if my client, you know, I also do uh, international litigation. If my client gets sued, I try to bring maybe uh, the lawsuit here to Miami so that my client, you know, gets to litigate here in Miami as a venue. Uh, but I also what I'm trying to do is to help the companies on the corporate side, like the corporate governance and some of those, you know, corporate documents and corporate agreements that you need to have in place or service contracts, because again, I want to be able to be the person that you are, that you see as success. Now the person that is the litigation guy, only I can't go to him when I'm in trouble. You know, I don't want to be only the trouble guy. I want to be able to be the company guy that helps you like an outside general counsel. I think that's the best way to put it, you know? Yeah, I think that's wonderful. You're not just the lawyer, you're the counselor. Correct. And, and you're someone that's going to be there 24 seven for your clients. Um, so folks that are watching this that are interested in consulting with you, Corel, have ideas about doing business overseas or they're overseas and they want to do some business here. Right. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? So I, I 
currently don't have a, a number that they can call. I, I usually give my cell number and, you know, my cell is 786-307-2393. Again, uh, this is what I do. I love to do this. So you could welcome to call me at any time. I love what I do. And, and also uh, the name of my firm is The Legal Team. Uh, you can find it on the website, legalteamservices.com. Uh, my email is ksuarez at legalteamservices.com. And again, you know, I will go to you. I'll be, I try to like maybe have a Zoom call if you're overseas and try to help you, you know, trying to accomplish whatever you need, you want to accomplish here in the United States. Uh, and again, those contacts that help me through law school now are also going to help me, you know, when I'm an attorney, right? So that's the good thing that I started out doing when I was in law school, because now I do it, but I don't do it at the same level that I used to do when I was a law student, because I already know you know, a lot of the, a lot of those people. So kind of save me time, you yeah. know, now. Nora, you have some questions? I'm a little curious as to why you were drawn to become a lawyer in the first place. Great I always, um, that's a good question. So I always, since I was a kid, I was eight years old, I always wanted to become an attorney. And I don't really have a, you know, a fancy answer or why, because I want to defend justice and all that. It was always that idea that, that you know, your parents and everyone will tell you you're going to be an attorney or you're going to, you know, you like to argue or stuff like that. And I'm this type of person that whenever I make that decision, I want to do something, uh, I'll do it. For example. So when I was eight years old, I told my dad, I wanted to become an attorney. And from that moment on, it never stopped. Right. So it never stopped to the point that I wanted to go to a different country with a different language. And I wanted to become an attorney in that, that place. And I guess that's also what, let me to do it right because a lot of people get here and they i don't know from whatever different reasons you get a job that maybe is give you a little bit of money and you don't have time to study so you actually you know just keep doing that you don't you know don't achieve what your your, your goals are for me it was i came here with no family and my only goal the only one priority it was to become an attorney and i think that's also what led me to do it right to accomplish it an amazing amazing story Nori, anything else? No, I'm good. That was what? beautiful. It, it is absolutely beautiful. It's inspiring. I am incredibly proud of you and really proud to be a friend of yours. Um, I urge anyone out there who's got some interest or need to consult with a real old school consigliere, you know, really a counselor at law, to call Carell and his talented team at the legal team. We'll put the information on the links below. And we thank you so much, Carell, for joining us. It's great to thank see you, you my friend. You. Thank you for this moment. I love to go back and remember those moments where we're, I was just a law student. And I look forward to having plenty of good memories with you in the future, too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Nori. Thank you, Nori.